0: Oh, for sure. I've got a, one. My dad asked for one of his a while back. My dad asked for one of his friends to come over. Um, he was a big Scotch man, and I wanted to try and get him into drinking uh, some some bourbon. Uh, and he, he was mad keen. He wanted high proof, high proof. So I gave him some Stag Junior, some um, Knob Creek Single Barrel 120 proof, and he was knocking them back, knocking them back, knocking them back, loving it. And he was sitting on my bar stool, and he, his missus said, "Right, it's time to go." He got up did his legs work did they hell no chance his legs were working he was he nearly fell straight on his face and he was like wow man you definitely have some good juice in here and it's like yes that's what it's about isn't it you got to try different things you got to you got to love what you drink and it is what it is
1: Welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your
2: hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back.
1: We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Loghead's Home Center for supporting this episode of the Bourbon Road. Find out more about their fine rustic furniture at logheadshomecenter.com. Hello everyone, I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is the Bourbon Road. And Mike, where are we today? Well, we're in that social media land again, Jim.
2: We're just fighting off the COVID and um keeping away from that stuff. So well, we got a special guest on today, right? We do. We do. And he's not from near here near here, is he? Well, he'd be over <laughs> in that uh I would call it the the English whiskey trail. Is that is that correct?
0: That that is correct across the pond,
2: <laughs> across the and pond. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Sam from the Bourbon House. He's a Instagram page. He's a Instagram famous. He's Sam the Man. He loves his bourbon though, uh, and that's a that's an oddity over in England. I would I would think.
0: Um, yes, it, I suppose over the last 12 months, to be fair, things are definitely grow, growing over here, in the UK in terms of, uh, bourbon hunting, bourbon buying. Um, so yeah, things are on the up. So if you, if you're liking bourbon at the moment in the UK, it's not a bad place to be, to be
2: fair. Now you got right around 20,000 followers on your page. A lot of followers throughout the world, right?
0: Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I started, uh, my page January last year, so to have twenty thousand, just under twenty thousand followers in that sort of what sixteen months, seventeen month time is is unbelievable, really. So a massive shout out to all the guys who follow me because uh it's amazing, totally blown my mind, really. Never thought I would get to sort of that figure,
2: never mind in such a short space of time. So cheers. And what you're famous for is whenever you get a package from somebody, your excitement you show is just—it's uh, just awesome. You rip that package open, you you show everybody, "Hey, look what I got sent!" And I I, I love that and stuff. Great entertainment. Um, it it just makes a person feel good watching you get to open one of those packages.
0: Like a big kid at Christmas, that's all I can say. I can't contain myself. Um, when I know there's going to be some brown juice in there, what else can you do? You've got to get into it. You've got to get it open. You've got to, you've got to see what's in there, haven't you? So, yeah, can't help myself. Genuine excitement. Um, and the stuff that I've been sent over the past 12 months, 18 months is mind-blowing. So it gives me goosebumps. You've probably seen from my videos sometimes, literally, I've got... Hairs standing on the, (laughs) standing up to attention, (laughs) opening something, nearly losing a finger, cutting into a box. But hey, you got You got to be happy, haven't you? You got to be happy.
1: I'd like to get into all this detail and talk about your collection. You've got a great wall of whiskey behind you. I'd like to talk a little bit about that and talk a little bit about how you got into the. Let's call it a sport. But uh, first, Mike, to get rid of that itch, I think I'd like to taste whatever we got going on first here. What is it? So. You know, we had we connected with Sam in, in the bourbon
2: house and uh, we'd sent him a special bottle, and we're going to drink that in the second half. But because we live in Shelby County and our big distillery here, one of the big boys on the block is Bullet. We're going to start out with Bullet's 10 year um, bourbon. I think that'd be a good start for us. What do you think, Jim?
1: I, I'm kind of excited. It's been a minute since I had it. And it's a shame because we live right here, right? Oh yeah. You know, that's a, sometimes I
2: just forget it's on the shelf and stuff and I see it back there and I'm like, Oh, I'll have a, a sample today. So I I knew that Sam, did you have a, a bottle of that 10 years? I
0: do. Yeah. And funny enough, the 10 year, actually, uh, it's one of the bottles that I recommend people to buy sort of the next step. So if, if they're buying a off the shelf, I don't know, a normal wild Turkey or a normal bullet sort of the next step is, uh, if I ever get a recommendation, I give a recommendation out. Sorry, I, I do use Bullet Ten. I think it's a good solid, solid bottle to sort of the next step, the next
1: level. What what do you call the next step after a gateway? Well, so you got a gateway, which is the easy way in, and then the next step is like a um, what yeah. middle school. Uh-
0: Middle school. Yeah. Middle school. Fair enough. Middle school. So I think this, this 10, this bullet 10 year is, is similar to a four roses single barrel in the UK. They're both coming at just under 40 pounds. So you can get them pretty easy. And I think it's uh, yeah, as I'm sure we'll taste in a minute, I think it's pretty decent juice.
2: Well, let's, let's do that. Let's try this sucker. All right. It's got a beautiful nose on it what do you of, think of the color of, a lot of floral in there it's it's a little bit on the light side you know it like you talked about it as some four roses juice i think in this in this yeah bourbon a little bit a
0: little bit on the like the honey 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 dew honey glow side to it a little bit i do i'm a big part big fan of a darker whiskey but i mean the color's not not too bad i, I think it's uh it's fairly decent but a, a, a little bit on the honey honey glow side
1: yeah i'd say yeah. that I agree. It's got that amber glow to it, and this is uh, this is what ninety-one proof, ninety-two proof, somewhere in that range. Yeah,
2: it's a ninety-one point two proof. Um, that's a pretty standard for them. They say right around on their website, they say 90 90 proof is what they say.
0: Yeah, sweet sweet nose, like a floral floral rhino's. Um,
1: Yeah, it does. It it does remind you a little bit of uh, four roses, doesn't it? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think so honeysuckle i always say honeysuckle that's a country boy thing yeah it's got it's definitely got a nice rich oak on the nose though i mean you get that you definitely can smell that that significant amount of barrel influence there for 10 years you would expect that though right
0: i also get a little bit like a like a cereal cereal note just a little bit like a tiny earthy cereal Bit of grain to it, just a little bit.
1: A little bit of cinnamon toast crunch, Mike. <laughs> well, I don't know about cinnamon toast crunch. I
2: was like honey note, honey nut Cheerios, I think. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm picking up a little bit of spice on that, though, just a little bit. Well, let's let's go ahead and get into this sucker.
2: All right. It's got some little These bit of pepper are, on the back end. Yeah,
0: nice little bit of spice. It's definitely it a does. bit of spice um, coats the mouth. Well, definitely.
1: It's definitely. I'm picking up a little bit more fruit on the palate. It's not real thick. It's a little bit thin, but we did just have another dram before we popped in here, and <laughs> it had a little more body to it. I think <laughs> we'll, sure. we'll blame it on the foolproof. <laughs> so, so, Sam,
2: this this is a to me is is a nice expression. Like you said, not a gateway bourbon, but a. On that second tier to where people could drink. It's it got that little bit more spice on the back end, a little bit more refined. I don't know. I'm getting, I'm still getting that light fruit on that, like a peach or something.
0: What, what do you think to the finish? Like the, the, the end sort of mouthfeel. I have gotten a bit of heat, a bit of heat in my mouth still from it. I think, I think it's fairly decent. Um, that, that sort of traditional brown sugary caramel, uh, is it the back there? i no, I enjoy I enjoy it. I certainly wouldn't shy away from that. If someone gave me that any anytime I'd be happily drinking that. Is it is a is a, a decent pour. I think
2: it's all right. It's not very oily. It's not very it's it's a drying um finish to it to me. I, I would expect out of a tenure, I would expect that, you know, it might have lost some of that oil in the barrel itself, maybe.
1: I think of the proving down and probably I don't know, is this a filtered whiskey? Is this chill filtered? It probably is at ninety one. I think it might have lost a little bit of that there, but I would say that even with that said, the finish on this is quite lengthy. It's a long finish. It sticks around. And you definitely get that barrel char on the finish. Yeah, I could get that. So, Sam, over in, in, in England, you guys
2: play a little bit of soccer over there, right? Or as you call it, yep. fo- football. Football, yeah. <laughs> What's your club?
0: Oh, man. I'm a big Man United fan. Now, all my followers, all the Liverpool fans, and everyone's going to unfollow me now. But yeah, I'm a massive, <laughs> massive, massive, massive United fan. Can't hide it. Um, I've been since a small boy. My dad supports them, so he's brought me up as a United
2: fan. Yeah, there we go. Do they, do they have a chant for United?
0: Uh there's a few, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chant them out on here. <laughs> Definitely not.
2: <laughs> so, uh, is the season gonna start back up pretty soon? For,
0: for yeah, next for, week it starts up. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it, it's tough times being a United fan at the moment. Um, things haven't been uh, as glory days as they used to be for us. But I think we're on the up. Football's gonna come back. So yeah, got to look at it. I'm a positive guy, so you have got to be positive. You know, you got to be happy. Be positive, well, you can uh, you can always done. fall
2: back on the bourbon, right?
0: <laughs>
2: oh, I'm always falling
1: back on the bourbon, mate. Always <laughs> falling back on the bourbon. So, do you ever uh, post any Instagram photos uh, where you mention Manchester United? Do you ever do any sport related postings? A bottle of bourbon next to a ball, or anything like that?
0: Um, no, I don't. I've I've always not connected the two. To be fair, I've kept my uh, kept my bourbon as my bourbon and my, as my money night as my as money night, but I've never brought the two together. Um, but maybe I should, maybe I should.
1: Well, now that you've stepped out in and, and made your declaration to the world, right? For sure. <laughs> well, you can, but, we found yeah. out that you can, I'm a Dallas Cowboys
2: fan um, for, for American football. And we found out that that can alienate part of your listeners that aren't Dallas Cowboys fans. So it, I guess you're right there to keep the two separate and, you know, Keep your bourbon pages about the bourbon itself and the love of it.
0: Yeah, I mean b- bourbon sort of uh, unifying. Football right? used to be my path. Yeah, yeah, and to be fair, b- bourbon sort of like I'm so passionate about it. It's it's gripped me. It's like taken over. It's it's hooked me.
2: It's yeah. I'm fully two feet in in the bourbon world. Now, what are that, your mate your mates over there? What do they think about the bourbon? Because most or most English. uh, whiskey drinkers or are they more scotch or irish whiskey drinkers over there? um
0: anyone that i know i try and convert to bourbon i'm not doing a bad job to be fair so yeah uh a few a few obviously a, a few few of the lads come round. um they share some of the juice with me they've fallen in love with it a couple of a couple of mates have started big collections themselves um yeah so doing all i can to support the brown juice over here that's for sure guys
1: so uh the bourbon house home of sam the bourbon evangelist yeah.
2: <laughs> something like that yeah for sure so sam what was your first first bourbon you tried or you, can you remember that
0: i can yeah i mean to be fair i i, I would say my, my proper bourbon journey started maybe three just over three four years ago um I used to collect a lot of spirits, different spirits, anything with a nice bottle. I would, I would buy. Um, this is before the Bourbon House was actually built. You know, I used to keep it in the, keep it in my house. So yeah, I, I would anything that looked fairly decent, whether it be a gin, uh, a vodka, brandy, a, a scotch. I, I would sort of buy a nice shaped bottle, give it a try. Um, I had a couple of bad experiences with scotches, but I. I watched a film called Bullet to the Head. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's got Sylvester Stallone in it, and he uh, every, every bar he went into, he pulled out a bottle of bullet, and he even bought, he went into a bar and pulled it out and stuck it on the on the table. And I thought, I need to get me some of that bullet. Uh, funnily enough, we're talking about bullet today because bullet was the first uh, bottle I, I actually a, a bourbon I actually properly bought. Yeah, so I went into a supermarket. You could buy it there. Eighteen. 18 pound, I think 20 pound. It came with a one of the ice crushers, like a Hessian ice crusher that you can smash up ice in it. So not only did it get me hooked up on bourbon, it got me hooked up on bourbon merchandise, and the trouble started from then really. So yeah, ever since then, it's it's uh,
1: it's been bourbon all the way for me. So I picked up on a little something there as you were talking, and Mike, you may already be aware of this, but he said he he kept his bourbon in his house for a while, but now it's in his bourbon house. So let me get this right you have a bourbon house that's not just the name of your instagram
0: page. no no I, I, it's, it's an outbuilding on my i, I bought, bought my house a few years ago so five six seven years ago uh and it came with like a an outbuilding on it and ever since i bought the house i knew i was going to turn it in to a to a bar um and it was originally going to be at like a sports bar with different merchandise different basketball shirts i've always had like a, a fascination with american sports and and just you guys just america in general really i've been quite keen you know i just love everything about it um so yeah i uh had i had I planned for the for the outbuilding i kitted it out um wood clad it inside did the roof did the floor made myself a bar um yeah and fell in love with bourbon and the rest is history i suppose so but i do remember i i, I sorry I, I do remember. Um, so I thought I had quite, at that point, I thought I had a fairly decent bourbon collection, maybe 40, 50 bottles. Um, and I put, I, from my post, you can see all the different size, like cube shelving on the back. Uh, I did all this by hand. I did it myself, put all the different cube boxes up on the wall. I remember going in to get all my the bottles from the house, finally bringing them into me, to me bar, smiley, happy. As you know, I'm quite a positive guy, happy. Uh, put them all on the, uh, Put them all on the shelving. Step back and thought, "Oh wow, I'm going to have to spend a lot more money to fill them up." So yeah, that sort of uh, sort of gave me an excuse to go buy a lot more bottles. To be fair, because uh, I needed to fill them up. Yeah, there we go.
2: That's 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 a pretty amazing story. So your wife pretty much kicked you out. The bottom line.
0: <laughs> to, to, to be honest, Mike, if uh, I've got a pretty amazing wife because she's so understanding and she drinks she drinks bourbon as well and if she didn't i think i'd be living in here because the amount of money that i spend and the amount of time that i dedicate to looking for bottles searching on the internet speaking to people um yeah maybe i wouldn't have a wife if she wasn't so uh, understanding and like the like the bourbon as well so hats off to her i have to say
2: yeah, me and Jim definitely both understand that a little bit. Um, we spent a, just a little bit of time on bourbon and uh, not hunting it so much, I guess, anymore. But more just talking about it to people and um, building our brand and uh, getting connected to the bourbon world and the bourbon culture. We just, you know, it's fascinating. You spend hours just discussing different brands and the history and even other whiskeys. You know, you start talking about. Scotch, or you can talk about Irish whiskey, you can talk about Japanese whiskey, um, talk about rye whiskey. Um, it's it just endless possibilities with whiskey itself.
1: I'm, I'm <laughs> sipping on this. I'm sipping on this ten-year um, bullet here, and the more I sip on it, the spicier it gets. I don't know if that's the same for you, Sam, but that spice. Yeah, I, built- said
0: it, I, I said it the time. I think it's spicy. I think it's. I mean, I drink it quite a bit. I've. Uh... I'm a I'm a big fan of it, and uh, I think it's got that spicy. It's 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 it carries. It's got a decent finish to it. It's 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 decent for what the money. Could... For in, I I don't know how much how much does a bottle cost you guys? To be fair, I'd be interested to know what do you pick a bottle up for.
2: Well, the bottle, or the second bottle, of the ten year, I think, goes right around um, forty bucks, fifty bucks, and then that blender select is right around sixty, sixty five, I think. somewhere in that that park park range you know bullets bullets really been around for a long time and it was just reintroduced in the late 80s um it started in 1830 um as a it wasn't even a a high rye bourbon then it was more of a just a a a rye bourbon and then the the founder of bullet augustus bullet he died in, in around 1860 and i think he's the guy that just went missing, and they couldn't find him um, right before the Civil War. And then uh, in eight, 1987, Tom Bullitt, the distant grandson or great-grandson of Augustus there, he started back up the brand, and then in 1997, it got sold to Seagram's, and then Seagram's uh, sold out, and then Diageo bought it. And uh, they just kind of remade the brand into that high-rise high-ride bourbon and stuff we'd know it for today. Um, and it says Frontier Whiskey on it. You know, that's the that's their motto and marketing, I guess. And Kentucky was once the Frontier. I guess the Frontier wasn't a gym.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was part of Virginia at one time, right? It was Virginia at one time. Yeah, it was Virginia. And then they they kind of broke
2: off from Virginia. But it was known as the Frontier. You know, you got guys like Daniel Boone and Davy Cockett um, coming through here. And right here in Shelby County, um, Daniel Boone's brother, he, there's actually a statue of him right downtown here in Shelbyville. at the entrance Squire of, Boone. Squire Boone, yes, sir. So, in uh, 2017, they, they were out at Stitzweller, the famous Stitzweller distillery, right outside of downtown Louisville, uh, Shively, uh, Kentucky is what it's called. And then in 2017, they spent about $115 million on this beautiful piece of property, 300 acres, just by us, a little lake called Geist. Guys Creek Lake, a uh, be- beautiful facility. Um, so many rickhouses and stuff and now they're producing about 1.8 million proof gallons annually out there.
1: Huge, huge operation. Huge that is
2: operation. That's, that's a lot of whiskey coming out of there.
1: And a big and a big employer for our area because we're kind of rural here in Shelby County. So we're, you know, we're outside of Louisville by about 25 miles from downtown, center of downtown Louisville. And we're about what 40 miles from downtown Lexington, about 15 minutes from Frankfurt. Just about that, about 15, 20 minutes from my house. You can,
2: you could be to four or five distilleries if you really wanted to be. And and today I did that. So what about your house? Are you close to any distilleries right there? The bourbon house, are you close to anything over there? Or? Oh no, I'm I'm based smack bang in the Midlands. Um,
0: so yeah, n- nothing. I mean, uh, Nothing's too far away. Nothing's too far away in terms of a, a car journey. Uh, but yeah, I, I've, I've the only one distillery I've ever been to is in New York this year. I got invited to go over to Kings County um, Distillery, uh, and wow, man, the the smells, the the ambience, the feeling that you get from that distillery for me was, ama- it was amazing. It's got me hooked, and I need to come over definitely and do the bourbon trail one day. Um, it, yeah, maybe for my fortieth in a couple of years.
2: So you were supposed to come come this year, right? This year you were supposed to make a trip. Um,
0: I, no, I was meant. To, I was meant to go to Mexico this year. I, I wasn't meant. It got. I wasn't meant to go to the to come over and to you guys. No. Um, yeah, we know. All it about is on that. It, <laughs> it. It is. It is on the. Uh, it is on the on the radar to do, and I hope to do it in the next two years. To be fair. And we're going to meet up, yeah, and share a drink. Definitely, if I if I do come
1: over, we should do it. You, you can see I I got
2: that Mexico color going on right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So Mike yeah. and I had actually had actually recorded an episode for our in preparation for going to Mexico together. We were going on vacation together to Mexico, and we had recorded a pre-Mexico episode on like the twelfth of March, and on the fifteenth of March, everything got shut down so we we didn't end up going so there's a there's a lost episode that'll get released someday in the future i don't know but (laughs) you guys know
2: the mash bill on this this 10 year right here or any of their their brands do you know the mash bill on it
1: uh i think this one we're drinking is 68 corn 28 rye and four barley yes sir hit the nail on the head and that 28 rye you know that's you know that's uh wild turkey territory right there
0: it it carries through that rice spice, like you said. It, you you can definitely tell it's there. It lingers around. It's uh it's definitely notable.
2: Now, most of your, your bourbon you get over there, it it's released over there a little bit at ninety percent, right? Is that what is released in England at?
0: Um, what as in as in most bottles are well yes. Uh yeah well buffalo buffalo trace is at uh actually we get eighty eighty percent stuff which i didn't realize until six months ago i didn't realize when everyone was saying buffalo trace in in america you know is standard it's good good juice whatever um i've always been slightly disappointed with buffalo trace in this country but because it's 80 it's 80 percent it's a it's it's for sorry 80 proof um yeah and i managed to pick up a bottle of the 90 proof stuff and wow can you tell the difference of that 10 percent? it makes such a difference um so yeah, so Buffalo Trace is slightly low but the, I think the rest generally on are, are not the same as what you guys get. I think only Buffalo Trace are the one that I know knock it down a little bit.
2: So your first bourbon you said was was what was your first like sip of whiskey? Can you remember that?
0: Probably probably a young age um drinking scotch, having a sip of it and then trying to be sick after probably to be fair. Um no <laughs> Because I think yeah, as as the older you get, your palate changes. Correct. You, you Absolutely. Sort of, I think the older you get, you, you fall in. You fall into whiskey. Um, it's sort of like the. It takes a mature palate to to get to get around it. And and funny enough, when when you first start drinking it neat, it can be it be hard. I mean, I first started drinking my my bullet. I never drank it neat. I drank it with coke. And I, I'm a big believer of. You drink your, your bourbon however you want to drink it. If you want to mix it, you want to ice in it, you want water in it. If anyone ever comes to, to you know my place, the bourbon house, and they ask for a, a Rock Hill Farms with a splash of Coke, I'm not pulling a face. I'm giving them to what they want. I want them to enjoy that drink, and that's important to me. Uh, but I think it takes a while to sort of break down from drinking it with a mixer or with water to neat, if if, if I'm making sense. It takes, it takes a bit of time, um, takes a bit of work. Uh, and, yeah, so now I drink my neat, um, big fan of it. Uh, so, yeah, there we go.
1: It's a journey. I mean, it's not something it's a, that – Massive journey. Yeah, you can't uh, – you don't know where someone is in their particular journey, you know, and they may be at the Coke, Coke and Bullet – part of their journey and more power to them man at least they're drinking bourbon right Uh, too right too right yeah definitely um and it's funny how
0: how quickly once you start drinking it neat how quickly you can break down different flavors and start enjoying higher proof stuff so i'm at the i'm part of my journey is now when i'm big partial to a a a higher proof drop I, i really like it i think around that 100, 100 and anything from 100 to 115 110 proof is a sort of sweet spot I, I enjoy that anything high i do like as well but i think certainly there is a sweet spot around that that sort of uh, that figure i just said uh,
2: well i'll tell you the other night uh, me and jim recorded something else uh, with the old co-host randy uh, kind of like a reunion episode and i always thought i didn't have a limit of what My proof was, you know, I'm usually like you said that to me, 90 to 115 is, is my sweet spot right there. That's a pretty good range. You know. You find a great bunch of bourbons in that range and I can go higher, but they just have to, you have to really appreciate it and love that whiskey to go a lot higher than that. You know, that 130 range in there, you're talking about some complexity there with those whiskeys. So it's meant to be sipped and just slowly enjoyed, but Jim brings over. It was a rye whiskey, and it was 145 proof, and that stuff is powerful.
1: (laughs) So it was was a uh, barrel bourbon, high-proof hazmat rye, 146, I think it was. And actually, I didn't bring it. We had it sent to us by one of our listeners, and uh, we had it during a a listener episode, like Mike said. And uh, it does not take long sipping on that to realize that it has some effect on you. (laughs) <laughs> and and I noticed that a lot when we were editing the episode. I was like, oh, my gosh, my editing got so much harder after we drank that 146 proof. <laughs> 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 the tongue starts rolling
2: really funny when you're drinking something like that.
0: Oh, for sure. I've got a, one of my dad asked for one of his... A while back, my dad asked for one of his friends to come over. Um, he was a big Scotch man, and I wanted to try and get him into drinking uh, some some bourbon. Uh, and he, he was mad keen. He, he wanted... High proof, high proof. So I gave him some Stag Junior, some um, Knob Creek single, about 120 proof, and he was knocking them back, knocking them back, knocking them back, loving it. And he was sitting on my bar stool, and he, his missus said, Right, it's time to go. He got up. Did his legs work? Or did they hell? No chance his legs were working. He was he nearly fell straight on his face and he was like, Wow, man, you definitely have some good juice in here. And it's like, Yes, that's what it's about, isn't it? You gotta try different things, you gotta you gotta love what you drink and it is what it is.
1: Okay, so we're coming up on the break now, and uh we've got another bottle to try in the second half. But uh I think Mike let's take a few minutes let's take a pause for our listeners and uh we'll finish up this 10 year and when we come back we've got something special for them right yes sir all right like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of the Bourbon Road. Logheads Home Center, nestled in the hills of Kentucky, is an industry leader in building handcrafted rustic furniture. Family owned and operated, they take pride in offering only the very best for their customers. The Logheads, and that's what they like to call themselves, are skilled woodcrafters who are passionate about creating rustic furniture for people who appreciate the beauty of natural wood give Tommy and Gwen a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Logheads Home Center.
2: Hey listeners, we're back for our second pour here. And we got the bourbon house from the uh, UK over on the pond, Sam the man, the bourbon house in a so, Sam, we had sent you a bottle over there that you couldn't get over there. Me and you had chatted back and forth, and I had posted a photo of a bottle of bullet. And you are like, man, I wish I could get a bottle of that. So, we sent you a bottle of there there and it took forever to get over there i think it came over back over on the mayflower or something (laughs) (laughs) it did if you would trust me if you would have
0: believed how many times i checked that tracking number uh, i'm surprised my phone never blew up to be fair um (laughs) i I checked it that i checked it that much uh and it finally came yeah unbelievable firstly honestly thank you so much for sending it when people send me things it's mind-blowing um And yeah, this is is as good as it gets. Can't get it in the UK. Never seen a bottle, so I'm honored to have it on my shelf. So,
2: massive thanks, guys. As we were talking about before, that's the bourbon culture and stuff. And me and Jim receive plenty, and we always want to send plenty back to out to listeners and to friends and family. We want to send them bourbon that we get and and samples and stuff, which is the way you should be Uh, give. Give more than you take, and that's the way me and Jim feel. But I sent you a bottle of bourbon or of the uh, Blender Select from Bullet. It's a 100-proof bourbon. It says it's over nine years old in the bottle, um, probably meaning that there might be a little bit of older bourbon in there. Wouldn't you agree with that, Jim?
1: Yeah. I mean, ten, ten, usually that's the case, right? When they say nine years or something and it's a blend, there's going to be nine years the youngest age, right? The youngest oh, yeah. yeah most definitely Well, it says the minimum age is nine years and ebony major
2: one of her, their uh, rising stars at bullet right now she was the blender for this um she i think she did a fine job so let's let's get into this sucker right let's do it for sure i have to say
0: even before i take a sip yeah i think the color is so enticing i mean i don't know if it's the lights in my bar but it, it looks like a I don't know. I, I love the, I, I'm, I love the color. I do. I do love the color. I think it's de- very, very decent.
2: We're getting some vanilla bean out of that and a little bit of honey.
0: I get dark fruits, like maybe a cherry.
2: Yeah. I could get that like a dried. Some What about dried cherries?
0: Yeah. I don't get massive ethanol burn. No, for a hundred proof. I think the, yeah, it's Nice
2: the retail on this is forty nine ninety nine, which is not a bad retail. Well, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and sample the sucker. Wow. What a difference, right?
0: Yeah. It's got a lot more meat to it, hasn't it? Definitely.
2: Oh yeah. Most definitely got some oak in it. I get some like maybe that, that corn, the corn's coming out a little bit more in this one, like sweet corn. I don't know how much corn you guys eat over there and, in the uk
0: i'm um, no, big fan of sweet corn corn on the cob on the barbecue definitely i've been living off it in the sun it's been hot this uh, my, my wife's always chucking a corn on the cob on recently on the on the barbecue i have to say definitely big fan so i can get
2: that that charred corn on this uh yeah yeah no, I, I, coming out of it
0: i can definitely get that
2: that rich fruit that comes out of it
0: caramel Definitely that, that traditional note of caramel is there.
2: That's a, definitely an oak for that toasted Oak is uh, definitely coming out of this. So well, this being this will this be a hundred proof. This would be right up your alley, Sam. Yeah, no, definitely. Big fun, big fun. Um,
0: it's got that nice sort of mouth coating, spicy, rye. What you get from the, obviously that rye, um, the high rye, uh, content it's just nice nice mouth coating feel it on the tongue um i have to say as well i don't know if you can see the legs on the glass it's got it's it's it's, it's decent legs on the glass uh very impressed very impressed certainly a step up from the 10 year uh and what what did you say the price was again what's the difference? the the 10 15 dollars different in between the two
2: so it says forty nine ninety nine, but uh, me and Jim live out in a rural area and stuff, and I think you'll get it more sixty sixty five out here. That ten percent uh, okay. markup, probably you know you are going to get it, but um, still for
1: that price, uh, I, you know I am happy to pick up a bottle of it, and uh, it's uh, good for me. Yeah, it's good for me too. I think this one definitely differs from the other in its mouthfeel. I mean that's where it shines, right? I mean it shines in that creaminess and that that uh, that oily. I guess, you know, once you get the proof up a little bit, you don't have to do the, the chill filtering as as uh, aggressively anymore in order to prevent the flocking of the whiskey. So this has got a little bit more of that oily, viscous mouthfeel that's missing from the tenure.
0: Yeah, definitely a step up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, dear, re- really enjoying it. So cheers.
1: So it says Ebony, she
2: hand selected all these uh, these barrels for this. And then she tried. I guess it says she tried one hundred different, like, distinct liquids or combinations of blendings to come up with this one blending right here of what she really wanted. That's pretty amazing. Amazing that the company would spend that much time and effort to make a beautiful expression of uh, America's spirit.
1: For sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely, yeah. blending whiskey is a labor of love. And although you know, let's face it, you get to drink whiskey while you're blending, so can't be all that bad. That's a, that's a rough job, rather.
0: Right right? <laughs> I was just going to say, I think they've I think they've done a good job on the label as well. They cut the it's like a, a massive. I mean, the bullet bottle is quite a masculine bottle already. So now I like the shape of it. I like the offset, uh, like the the tilt on the on the the bottle label. But the the black and the the black and the bronze label on the bottle, I think, is uh, a nice touch.
2: Definitely extremely happy to have it on my shelves guys so yeah you know you said it's ma- masculine but um the way they made the bottle nice and narrow so a, a, a woman or a lady bartender or whoever's drinking it they could still pick it up nice and easily. it's more of a flat is that bottle. right is it yeah so it, and it's skinny enough to sit in a well at a bar um, some okay. bottles are too big to set in a well, but a lady could pick this up, not have any issue where I'd, I'd just pick it up like this right here, straight on, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's easier to pick up,
1: but now, yeah,
0: no, I, I really do like the, I do like the bottle, like the label.
1: Now the, uh, the standard bullet expression is pretty much available in every state and around the world, right? I mean, you could pretty much get that anywhere, but the. Select is only available in like about 15 to 20 states, right? Is that correct, Mike? Yeah, it was a, a definitely a limited release. Um, I don't know the list of
2: states that it was released in, um, but it was a limited release. It That's a nice thing. I I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. They got to kind of test that market out there before. And it's probably even a limited batch of what they could make. You know, then you would have to have a new a blender select number two, I guess, if they have a couple blenders there.
1: All right. For our listeners, I did look that up while you were talking. So currently this is available in Arizona, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Maryland, New York, California, Florida, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, Texas, Georgia, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Tennessee, Ohio, and Oregon. And one in one bottle in England. (laughs) And
2: one (laughs)
0: bottle in England. (laughs) Damn straight. It's the only one I've seen as well. It's the only I've never seen it in this country. So massively privileged to have it, guys. So yeah, uh,
2: thank you again. So Sam, how did you come up with the idea to say, you know, you said you had some bottles and your collection was growing. What made you decide, say, hey, I'm going to take a run at this and become uh, Instagram celebrity?
0: Uh. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know is the honest answer to that, guys. Because I feel like I've done nothing different to anyone else. Um, I'm just a genuine guy who who is passionate about bourbon. Um, love buying the bottles. Love love going on a hunt for bottles. One of the big thing for me is is buying a bottle, not online. I mean, you can. Buy, I love looking online. I'm my, it drives my wife crazy. I check online all the time, and it's crazy in the UK because if you you check different sites at different times of the day. Uh, different things come available. You can check at 12 o'clock at night and there's three bottles come available. And if you if you don't snap them up by the morning, they've gone. So it, it's crazy. But can't beat going to a, a shop somewhere. I mean, I'm based in the Midlands in the UK. So I haven't got that many uh, local liquor stores, uh, um, sort of independent, smaller stores that I can go to and have sort of a, a rapport with... Uh, a shop owner, uh, but London, Manchester, uh, Birmingham, um, there is shops there that I love going to buy a bottle, creating a memory, remembering what I bought from that shop, having a bit of a, a chat with the with the owner. Um, it may cost you a little bit more, but I love I love doing that type of hands-on buying a bottle. Um, and it's frustrating, obviously, the, the current time. I've not been able to do that. So I've increased my online shopping, um, but I do love going to buy a bottle from a shop uh, and and getting to know someone.
2: Do love it. So that it's really no different than it is here, where if you really want something pulled out of the back room or something special, and you want a good price for it, um, you're going to have to build that relationship. You're going to have to get to know that person. You're going to have to shop there. A yeah, bit, right.
0: For for sure. I think I think it's it's probably the same as anything. It's not. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And if, if you build up a, a rapport with someone, you do get looked after. Um I mean, my eyes have been opened up. I mean, when I first started buying bottles of bourbon, I had no idea how hard it was to get hold of certain things. Obviously, the more knowledge you get, you know what what's harder to find and and decent prices for certain things. But yeah, it it, it does appear to be the same, you know. It's 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 who you know, and if you build a rapport with someone, they look after you. If you spend money with them, then generally, you know, they they can look at you, look at you first, and and hopefully sort you out. But yeah,
1: there we go. Yeah, it sounds like the uh, you know the market's a little bit different in the UK than it is here in the US. We have a very limited number of states that are allowed to have commerce in over state lines by. Uh, FedEx, by UPS, and so forth, by shipment, and it's kind of limited here, but Kentucky has just passed, in this last year, uh, the law to allow shipments of bourbon to leave Kentucky, and uh, we're really looking forward to how that affects the whole bourbon industry. I think it's going to affect it a lot, because you know now you're going to be able to, if if you're in a state that allows shipping of liquid inside the U.S., you know, you're going to be able to order from Kentucky and that's a great thing. You know, that's a great oh, thing. Oh, yeah.
0: It can only be a good thing, can it not? Um, yeah. I, it's the same. I mean, the UK, is, it's a funny one. It's, I would say it's, it's never been as booming as much it is for bourbon at the moment um the amount of new bottles that are coming to the market <laughs> weekly is, is unbelievable new riff is is you can now get new riff on on certain websites which is amazing you can go into a local supermarket sainsbury's you can find uh, baby hudson um some some other supermarkets are selling makers mark 46 uh wild turkey 101 when 18 months ago 12 months ago you you know it just wasn't there so things are on the up um it can only be good really
1: absolutely
2: so what do you think the uh bourbon house is going to go forward how, how do you take it forward and grow it even more
0: uh I don't know. I'm just going to continue to do what I do. I can't do anything other. Like I say, if someone sends me a box, I get goose pimples when I open it. Whether it's a Jim Beam Black or whether it's a a Stag Junior or a Pappy, I treat everyone. I treat. I get excited by them all. I'm going to continue to do what I do. I love. I love. I love being part of the bourbon community because the main thing about me being on Instagram, which I have learned, is this bourbon community that comes with everything that you post it's just like an amazing thing to be part of so hope my followers grow if they don't then i'll continue with a small amount of followers because i love doing what i'm doing guys so yeah i appreciate
1: all the support i'm getting i gotta say
2: cheers to you you're a great steward to the bourbon community your excitement is uh, contagious, and we do hope you, to see you grow. And just keep what doing what you're doing. You know, you got that personality people love. You're a. It seems like you you're you're a people magnet. That's what I would call that.
0: Um. Yeah, I'm I'm all or nothing type of guy, Mike. So if, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, and, and 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 I'm all in. My chips are all in. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So yeah, long mate, continue.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna re- I are going to like that. I want going to revisit this bullet. Uh, Select just for a minute here. Very similar to the 10-year that we had earlier. This one, the spice on it tends to grow on you a little bit as you sip on it more and more. And uh, I would say, again, we've got kind of a a long finish. We've got something that I think this one displays a little bit more balance than what we got from the 10-year. This one feels like it's more rounded. What do you think, Sam?
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a great proof. I think it's a a, a tongue coating all around, great colour, decent bourbon, and I'm I'm extremely happy to have it, guys. And I'm 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 feel honored to try it, to be honest, because I never did I think I'd get to see a bottle never mind try it. So I've said it again. I'm gonna say thanks to you guys for sending it to me.
2: Amazing. So when, when do you think you're going to be able to make it out here to Kentucky to do a trip? You said before your 40th birthday.
0: Yeah, so I'm, th- I'm 38 now, uh, 39 in January. So with my Mexico holiday being sort of postponed for this year, maybe, maybe next year um, I can make it, make it out there. Maybe, if ever, not, you- definitely the year after.
2: Do you ever get to get over to to the European other European countries and try to find bourbon over there too or
0: Uh oh, yeah funny enough last year we went to Spain um one of my followers the European bourbon hunter asked me to go over he he's a friend of mine and I went over with him um and yeah we went we went he he's he's a big bourbon hunter he actually drinks all his bourbon with coke um he's got a big collection he, he's growing it all the time um he's he's passionate as I am he I, I've sort of he's taken from me uh, my sort of passion i've sort of spread it to him and he is he, contagious and he's he's well into into it like i am and i went and visited him and i managed to find in spain uh, a couple of dusties my first proper dusties you don't really get dusties in the uk um i picked up a wild turkey like a late 80s bottle in of wild turkey 101 and a wild turkey 13 year for insane prices for like 30 euros which in spain did i, I didn't expect to find anything so yeah um amazing trip a uh, couple of amazing bottles and some uh, amazing memories made
1: so you've got um quite a wall of bourbon behind you i just i've, I've been thinking about this the whole time we're recording how many bottles do you have
0: um they're not I all in view, I'm sure,
1: right? They're
0: not all they're in. They're not. View. They're not all. They're not all in. They're, they're not all in view. There's some on the sides, and they're getting everywhere. Like I say, when I first when I first built the bourbon house, my, my shelves were empty, and I thought I had a lot then. So now I've obviously got more than I had back then. Uh, I think I'm I'm pushing close to 200, maybe. Okay. I, I haven't counted for a while, um, but I, I think I'm I'm pushing close to a couple of
2: hundred. So, Sam, where can we find The Bourbon House and yourself on social media?
0: So, yeah, you can find me on The Bourbon House uh, on Instagram. Hook me up with any messages. I'm always here to have a chat, too. I reply to every single message, so please chat with me. It's all about the bourbon community. I'm a big part of it. Hopefully, hopefully it continues. Hook me up with a message, and i certainly reply. Cheers, guys.
2: Well, Sam, I got to say from the bottom of our hearts here in Kentucky, um, we appreciate you coming on with us today. We we appreciate you sharing whiskey with us and uh, sitting down here with a little bit of fellowship and talking about bourbon talking about bullet, just sharing your collection with us to get to see that you just keep up the hard work and then more good things will come to you.
0: Well, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, You're the first, this is the first sort of interview, sort of live uh, podcast or sort of chat I've, ever, I've sort of ever done. I couldn't have spent it with a better, better couple of guys. So I appreciate you inviting me on. Honored to be on your show. Hope we continue to stay in touch, stay chatting. Um, and massive thanks, guys. Loved every minute of it.
1: So cheers. Awesome. Awesome! Cheers. So we are the Bourbon Road. We are at Road dot com. We are also on all social medias at the Bourbon Road. You can find us out and about from time to time as we are visiting distilleries and events around the world. Mike, where where can they find the roadies? So you can go into our Facebook page, and then you click on there. You can find
2: the uh, Bourbon Roadies. It's a private Facebook group. Come in there. You got to answer three questions. Um, pretty easy. Are you twenty one? Uh, do you drink bourbon? And uh, do you do you want to play nice? Um, we do not talk about politics. We don't talk about religion in there, and we 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 stick to whiskey and uh, we have a family in there. So you can find me at One Big Chief on Instagram. I'm Jay Shannon sixty three, and we'll see you on down the Bourbon Road.